0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on whatever you're watching. Thank you for tuning in to episode 112 of the Restricted Zone Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jonah Wooten, joined by...
1: The man, the myth, the MFM legend.
0: <laughs> Breezy, he's back in the
1: house. Back night, baby. Let's go.
0: Yes, sir. And, you, and when you see us to the two-man power trip, You know it's for one reason only. We're here to talk about some wrestling, some good old-fashioned wrestling. It's our third wrestling episode. I don't know where Greg is, man. Greg, he just just busy. He was here on the first one, but I guess he's a little busy right now. So, you know, hopefully he can join us in the future. But right now, it's a two-man power trip, me and Chris talking some WWE Night of Champions, talking about Roman Reigns and, you know, the whole ending to that pay-per-view with Jimmy Uso, his cousin. Kicking him square in the face, not once, but twice. Insanity. Also, Chris, it's, it's time to start to learn uh, well, relearn the words of cult of personality, my boy. CM Punk is back. He is on his way back to AEW television in the near future. And also, we're going to talk about the best matches of This past weekend because not only night of champions occurred, but we also had NXT Battleground and we had AEW's double or nothing in Las Vegas. So without further ado, let's get into it. Also, just a reminder that tonight is game one of the NBA finals. We have our predictions for you. Heat number one seed nuggets, eighth seeded heat for the NBA championship episode 111. Please go check that out whenever you can. We're also talking about the Sixers. Hiring Nick Nurse. For me personally, it's the right move to make, but I just don't care. I just personally don't care about the Sixers <laughs> right now. But it was the right it was the right move to make. All right. It's the best head coach they could have gotten. And also Jalen Brown and his future with the Boston Celtics. Should he get the super max and you know all that jazz going up there in Boston? That's their problem. Me personally, I don't know if I would do it. There's only like a handful of guys in the league who deserve a Supermax contract. I don't think Jalen Brown is one of them as good as he is. But nevertheless, please go check out episode 111. And as always, like, share, subscribe and hit that notification bell for whenever we upload. So, Chris, Night of Champions. Yes, I want to talk about Roman Reigns and, you know, bloodline fracturing and, you know, the main event. but. It starts to show, as I predicted it would. Unfortunately, the World Heavyweight Championship match, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. They made the right move. Seth Rollins is the new. And correction, they're not um, continuing the lineage of the old World Heavyweight Championship. This is a brand-new World Heavyweight Championship. It looks like big gold, but it is not big gold. It is its own separate thing. So the first in- in- inaugural New World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins. How do you feel about that? How how long do you think this first title reign is going to go for Seth? And who should challenge him first for the championship?
1: Man, you're right. They made the right move, man. It's great to finally have, you know, a fighting champion that's going to be at all the pay-per-views moving forward for the foreseeable, for the foreseeable future. And um, on TV every week. Yes, that too, which is also great. But but think about it, it's summer time, so we're gonna him around a little bit more. At least until after SummerSlam. slam. Then he's gonna go back on like a three three month break till Survivor Series or <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, but
0: yeah.
1: we got a champion now. Um Yes. I think when it comes to Well, first before I even say that, let's just talk about the match. The match, yes, even though I was not a fan of it starting off kicking off the show, it was a very good match. I'm not gonna I think not the champions as a whole didn't really have any great matches, but there were a lot of solid matches. And definitely Seth versus AJ Styles was a solid match. Could it have been better? Absolutely. But was it terrible? Absolutely, absolutely not. It was not terrible. Um, I think when it comes to just finding out people who should try to throw Seth, I feel like easily his first challenger should be Finn Balor. I mean, you gotta look at the history that him and Finn Balor already had. They were they were the two that competed at SummerSlam in 2016. For the versus title to become the inaugural champion that Finn Balor won but ultimately had to look at his title the next night because he separated his shoulder uh, look at the world heavyweight title picture itself the tournament they met each other in the semifinals and Seth won so at this point the way I look at it now when it comes to just championship matches or championship caliber matches they're one-on-one one. why not have a deciding factor in a world heavyweight title match Finn Balor has done enough to earn himself another title match and I mean there are definitely some people out there including myself that would love to see Finn have another world title run. Now will he be Seth? Probably not now. Maybe down the line they can think about giving Finn Balor another title run. I hope he gets one but I feel like he's already feuding with the Jasmine deck. They already had a tag team match last Monday. Um, AJ Styles isn't gonna stick around so obviously he can go back to a Smackdown so why not just continue the feud that He's having with Judgment Day, and that way you can build up the character. You can build up the characters like a Damian Priest and Doc. And Doc, I feel like it, I feel like he could have bat- he could have fights with all of them. And I feel like yeah. the first person he'd have, he have that should compete for his title should be Finn Balor, Money in the Bank. I think it'd be a spectacular match. I'm excited for it.
0: I feel like I I agree with that opponent. Like that should be a, a definite match this summer. But I feel like they're gonna hold that until SummerSlam just because you know, that universe, that first universal championship match was at SummerSlam. So I feel like for sentimental reasons, they'll probably wait until SummerSlam and maybe AJ Styles. They run it back one more time at Money in the Bank for a rematch. Because I mean, yeah, he, he came out to Monday Night Raw. Of course, you know, the, the draft means absolutely nothing because of course it doesn't. He, he comes right out on Monday Night Raw as a SmackDown superstar and You know, yeah, he shakes his hand and all that good stuff, but I feel like they wouldn't have done that. And they had him, you know, go up against Judgment Day in a tag team match. I don't feel like they would have done that unless they had plans to maybe run it back one more time. Because, like, if if they're not running it back one more time, then AJ Styles had no business being on Monday Night Raw. Like, (laughs) we didn't need you to come out just to say, uh, you know, good match, congratulations, all that. So I feel like they should run that back. And, you know... Before United Champions, the last time they had a pay-per-view match was at a Money in the Bank show. So it was only fitting that they run it back at another Money in the Bank show. And then Finn Balor, you know, gets his one-on-one match at SummerSlam. Now, as far as how long this reign is going to go, I have no idea. And I really don't have an opinion on how long it should go. Like, I don't think he's going to hold this for a year. I don't think he... He'll make it to WrestleMania. He could he could drop it in the fall and then win it back at you know the Royal Rumble, you know, maybe, you know, pad his stats a little bit. And then he drops it to Gunther at WrestleMania. I feel like Gunther needs to win a world title at WrestleMania next year. I don't know which one it is. Cause there are, you know, some you know, rumors swirling around that he might face Roman. He might. But then again, it could be, it could be, you know, Cody running the back. they might run it back with Cody. So, I mean, if they do run it back with Cody, then he he needs to face Seth, which would be an amazing match. And again, WrestleMania is in Philly. So, like, me personally, I would just, we need the best matches. We need the best possible world championship matches. And Kunter, right now, is Intercontinental Champion. He's going to end up being the longest-running Intercontinental Champion by the time he loses the belt, as he should be. And he's only got about 90-some days left. So it'll be the fall. It'll be like around the end of summer, beginning of fall, when he breaks the record. He can drop that title, you know, around November, December, goes and wins the Rumble. Challenges for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's just how I see it. But um, Seth, I mean, we're going to see. We're going to have a world champion on television every week. Love to see it. But um, let's move on. That's, that was the beginning of the night on Saturday Night of Champions. That was the first match in the card. Let's talk about this main event: tag team undisputed tag team championship match between Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, defending the titles against the Bloodline, Solo Sikoa, and the Universal undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns and the Usos. We knew they were going to get involved somehow because they just they had to get involved. They had to. That that those like the match was kind of you know the match was I'm not gonna say forgettable but we we knew this is all about the storyline here this is about the story the match was good you know it served its purpose but this is all about the story this is all about just continuing the bloodline story also shout out to Sami Zayn because this is kind of about him getting his you know well received well deserved praise in Saudi Arabia his first time and Kevin Owens first time wrestling over there and him speaking Arabic you know to announce himself and Kevin Owens that was amazing dude was white hot he was he could like he he could kill a guy and he'll still be over like there's nothing he could have done you know to get you know that Saudi Arabia crowd on his bad side so hey let's talk about the, the those final 10 minutes i, I just want to just Just take it away. Like, how how do you feel about that, man? That was cinema.
1: Cinema at its finest. And and just to put just to piggyback off of a comment you said, we all knew that they put this in an event just for storyline purposes only. And I feel like even dating back to honestly for me, WrestleMania in Dallas when Roman fought faced Brock for the Universal title, um, to combine the titles. Um, I feel like. Ever since then, even though that Roman and the also the entire bloodline have had fantastic matches, good, some good matches, some okay matches, some great matches, you always know that the purpose of watching them is because you want to see the story. You want to see how the story is being told. You want to see the story unfold. And definitely dating back to the Royal Rumble, you could tell that, you know, that there was some cracks in the armor of the bloodline. They weren't really going the same. I said the Royal Rumble. I remember WrestleMania. You could tell they were not going the same. You could tell where the story was going. And at that point in time, I'm just, really just focusing on matches to see what happens afterwards to see the, how the story is being written. And the thing that I appreciate about Triple H is just his ability to know how to lengthen storylines. stuff. I know he likes to sh- like to stretch the, the, I don't know, the climax of it. He likes to really extend the story longer than it sometimes is normally. Um, and I and what honestly what this reminds me of a little bit just just a little bit what this reminds me of is almost like evolution you know how evolution how two storylines kind of went to play and how they took a while for it to build up for example we can look at Randy Orton and we know how Randy Orton slowly once once he hit backlash in 2004 at the match with Mick Foley you already knew he was set to become a world heavyweight champion someday now obviously looking at it now he was not ready to be a world heavyweight champion at the time when he beat. No. whose name we will not say and we will not say his name at SummerSlam, but you can <laughs> tell that's where he's on his way too. And then they built the storyline of him going against Evolution. Now my favorite storyline, we talked about this last episode when it came to this was Batista and Triple H and how you know, Triple H had to talk to Mr. McMahon about just saying like, you have to wait, let this, let this cook let it slow it down, just slowly build up to the fact so when he actually punches me in the face, you'll get a really big reaction out of it. And we could tell for weeks that it was a slow buildup because we knew that Jimmy Uso was gonna go wrong sooner or later. You could tell in his mannerism, you could tell the way Rome was treating him and his brother, all the signs are pointing to it. And personally for me, I didn't know when it was gonna happen, but I knew something was going to happen. I didn't know when though. So let's get to the match. Now let's talk about how to do the match. But Uso was interfered. Just like you said, nobody was surprised that that was going to happen. We knew they were going to somehow make the trip to Saudi Arabia and get involved in the match. Of course. They had to They had to redeem themselves for losing to WrestleMania. And the second they kicked Solo, that's when the movie started. When they kicked Solo?
0: Little brother, man. Double super kick. Right. And Roman saw the whole thing.
1: His face was priceless.
0: Thing. He was outside of the ring.
1: that. That's another thing I appreciate about Roman ever since this tribal chief persona has started. His emotion, facial expressions and emotions. He he knows it he knows what to do. Like remember in Hell in a Cell when he fought J, J Uso and he was literally made himself cry before. Crocodile 20, tears. Before, man. Yes, crocodile tears before he choked out Jimmy Uso to win the match. Like Roman knows how to Roman knows how to express himself, and it's always fun. He really fits into this character. It's been beautiful to see for the past three years, honestly. So yes, you talk about the emotions that Roman showed, and then we get into the ring to so again trying to play Peacemaker like he's always been doing. And, you know, when Roman said this ain't no day one no more, I was like, wow. put face. It kind of hurt. It kind of hurt to hear turn... him say that. Like, damn. It did, but you knew, but we knew it was coming though. We of knew course, eventually it yeah. was gonna come. We knew. And when he turned around and got super kicked, oh man. The look in Jimmy Uso's face. That re- that react that face right there that he made is a meme. The just the stare he made at Roman. Cause you could tell he was sick of it. And this goes back to when Jimmy Uso first came back, and what was that shirt he wore? We're going we to say it on this show. That shirt he wore, that oh, when yes. he came ain't back, nobody's, nobody's bitch. bitch. Nobody's, nobody's bitch. Nobody's bitch. Nobody's bitch. And he showed him, once again that he's nobody's bitch. He kicked Roman Reigns. He also tried to plead with him not to do that. You saw pa- Paul Heyman, the wise man in the background, also plead with him not to do that. And then Jimmy grabbed Jay and said, I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago. The same thing that Sammy said to him after he put the chair in his back. The same thing Sammy said to him after he put the chair in his back. And then he got Andromus. This is after little that match too, solo man. got pinned. It is. The the fine art. Like but the little the dialogue. Like I'm doing that.
0: what Chucha had done a long time ago. that says a yeah. lot. Cause Jimmy, Jimmy and, and like Jimmy, he came in and you know, he kinda he, like he was skeptical of the whole thing, like the whole just yeah. like I, I ain't nobody's bitch. Like you're not gonna tell me what to do, yada yada. But it's like, look, they were the undisputed tag team champions for six hundred days, Roman was the undisputed universal champion. Everything was cool. They were winning their matches, yep. they were hanging on, they yep. had all the gold, and Jimmy was just like, All right, cool, I'm gonna just roll with it. Then Sammy got involved and was like, All right, we just won kinda of big happy family. Sammy's kind of the mm-hmm. outcast, but you know, you know, Jimmy was cool, like he was he was the laid back one this whole time. Yes, he, he was. He was the chill one. Like Solo was the you know, mean mug enforcer guy. Jay, he was kind of just like the paranoia. He was always was
1: com- always, conflicted. Always, paranoid, He's always, always, always conflicted,
0: conflicted. always emotional. Jimmy was the cool headed, chill one. Like he he opened, he he. He brought in Samuel open arms. He was like, he was dabbing him up. They had the little handshake. Like, you know, like, so that's what makes it so beautiful because it's like, you don't expect this out of Jimmy. You expect this out of Jay. Jay, now it's like Jay is the one who's kind of falling in line. Now it's like Jimmy, who's kind of taking over for Jay as the paranoid, emotional one. And it's like, man, there's so many layers to the story. Now it's like, and still, you still have Solo. Sell us the x factor to this whole thing. He's the wild card. It's like, what mm-hmm. is he going to do? Because he got right. double super kick. He's going to be, he's going to fill some type of way. You already know Roman's going to go just berserk. He's going to go just, I just can't wait for Friday. I can't wait for that promo. Oh, man. It's like, there's so many ways Bro. he can go with this too. Like money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Roman is confirmed yes. for money in the bank. He will be there. So he's going to defend that championship. But against who? Like. Will he defend it against Jimmy? He just might. Could that match work? I feel like it could. The matches with Jay worked. You know, they are twins, but of course they're not the same person, so I don't know how those matches are going to work. But it's like, man, where do you see this going? Headed into Money in the Bank, headed into SummerSlam. And of course that London crowd is going to be red hot.
1: This is going to be red hot for whatever
0: they decide to do, whatever match they decide to do. Could he defend it against an outsider? Maybe, and I feel like the the match has to be Jimmy, but that's not guaranteed.
1: Okay, so I I think of this in two different scenarios. So the first scenario is I agree with you that I don't know how it's going to play out, but at this point in time, the way the story's going, he has to fight Jimmy Uso with Money in the Bank. Eh, that has to be the match. Yeah, yeah. Let Jimmy Uso get his shot. We all know he's going to lose. But let him get a right. shot, let him get his little bit of revenge before Roman, you know, Roman spares him two, three times. What the heck? The two ways I see this plan is On Friday night, during that promo, Roman's gonna get upset. He might question Jay about something. He might question Jay about what's going on with his brothers. Get up, give basically give get in Jay's face. Jimmy's not gonna like that. So Jimmy's gonna intervene and solo turns on Jimmy for what he did at. A clash at um not in champions or my second way of thinking about it is the same stuff still happens but no altercation no physical contact happens they build the they build the matchup for roma versus jimmy to money in the bank and that's when solo c- strikes back
0: solo costs jimmy the title
1: i feel like he does because because remember and remember, Sammy over the past month has been giving Jay, Jay, mainly Jay Uso, but the Usos, like telling them, like you see how Solo looks at you guys. He looks at you like he's ready to, to, to somehow spike you. We see the scenes with him and Paul Heyman in the background. Paul Heyman always on the phone on the phone with Roman, tell him, and then Roman always telling him it's time. Solo, go fix the problem. We see it happen all the time. Remember the promo right the week before the rematch for the t- uh, the titles. T- 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 when Paul Heyman was basically saying the Tribal Chief is getting fed up with the two of you. Who it's did he patience. make at? He didn't look at KO and Sammy. He looked at the Usos. And who was in the right next to him? Solo Sokoa. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, Solo has to, Solo's going to have to be the reason. Yeah. Solo's going to strike back. The question is when and where. But it's going to happen. And when Solo strikes back, I think that's when Jay's going to come to a census.
0: Because the brother's over everything, bro. Even over little brother. Because yes. Solo's their little brother. But Jimmy yes, is his he twin. Is. They are, like, but, literally almost, like, to a scientific sense, the same person. Yeah. So, it's like, even over little bro, like, like Solo's their brother, but Jimmy's the twin. So, like, could that be a tag team match? Would you be interested in seeing a tag team match, or do you want to see a one-on-one championship match? So I feel like uh, Rony, he has to defend that those titles sooner or later, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. He better not go with this whole summer without defending that title. Wayne the bank and and Summerslam coming up, he defended. Yeah. it. I would. I don't. I don't think I want to see an tag team match with the Usos against Roman and Solo. Like I feel like that. I feel like even with that one, we already know the outcome of the match. And then again, yeah. you kind of just gotta look at the X factors. So the X factors would be Jay and Solo, and those are X factors right now because you don't know where their head is at. Jay Uso mm-hmm. is obviously conflicted. And Solo has a mind of his own. So we don't, we never know what he's gonna do. We never know. So I feel like at this point, the right the right call is Roman versus Jimmy. Let it pull out, figure out when and where Solo's going to attack, and figure when figure out when and where Jay is eventually gonna come to his senses and stop being brainwashed like he's been for literally the past three years. And once when- you
0: got, you got, you got the money at doing the right, money. I hear you. It's, it's kind of ironic. You're wearing, a, it's, I know it's Roman Catholic. That's where we went to high school. It's just ironic because <laughs> I just see Roman at the top and we talking about Roman Reigns and, and the bloodline. Look, man, there's just so many ways they can go with this. And yes, I know people are fed up with the Roman title run. I get it. He's past 1,000 days now It's going to be what, like a 1,007 days, 1,006 days we're on right now. I get it. I get it. But look, if you're giving me compelling storylines week after week, month after month, if you're going to keep this bloodline thing fresh, and they've, they've done that, there's a little bit of a lull at the WrestleMania, you know, a little bit of – because Roman, you know, he, he went away for a few weeks, and that's why – People started just getting fed up because after he beat Cody, of course, everybody's upset because he beat Cody. I get it. I wanted Cody to win, but I wasn't mad that Roman won. I was shocked. I was very, very shocked. I was very surprised. If I was a betting man, I would have put all my bread on Cody. Thank God, you know, that's not legal. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. But, you know, I'm not mad that Roman won because now we're getting... And of course, you know, we can still have this storyline without the championships. But I feel like just the thought of maybe Jay or Jimmy winning the Universal Championship, the undisputed universal title, maybe solo Sokoa deep into the future, maybe solo Sokoa? Maybe? Just Yo. maybe? Yo, With him not Hold only up. beating what's, his what's, cousin boom. What's that mean?
1: What's that mean when the boy pulled out his card? He just said take it. <laughs> What if what if I say <laughs> shut up and take my money? You will yes, be printing money.
0: That's why I was like, I'm not mad that he he retained the title because they're keeping the storyline fresh and they're giving us compelling stories. And now you've got your whole summer set up. You have got money in the bank, you got your match for money in the bank, and you've got a match for SummerSlam. Now beyond, you know, you you're out. gonna have to get creative again. But for at least for until the end of end of you know this whole summer run summer slam i would say the end of august but it's not in the end of august anymore it's like the beginning of august now it's, it's weird how they august
1: august 5th is SummerSlam.
0: yeah it's it's, it's it's the schedule's kind of weird now but regardless they have the next two months set so hey i'm just gonna let triple h i'm just gonna sit back and let him cook, cook. let him cook and also stir that pot just before we started recording, um, I saw something on Twitter, Sean Ross Sap from um Com, saying that there might be some news coming out about Roman's uh, championship belt. So they may be combining the two titles into one. So I'm just saying, if they do that, I would love. We got the, you know, the World Heavyweight Championship back. It's not big gold, but it kind of looks like big gold. If I know everybody loves, you know, the Winged Eagle, so do I. I always think of Shawn Michaels and this 96 run, Bret Hart, you know, and Steve Austin when he first won it. Everybody loves the big eagle, you know, in the Attitude Era. I would love to see that, that Undisputed Championship come back. It's, it's literally called the Undisputed Universal Championship. You might as well bring back the Undisputed title design in 2002 and, and 2005. I would love to see that personally. With the white strap. Come on. That'd be kind of clean. Yeah. That'd be kind of clean. I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. The undisputed title with the white strap for Roman Reigns,
1: that'd be kind of cool. I'm just saying. No, I mean, I mean I'm, as far as that report goes, at this point, I'll believe it when I see it. That, 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 let's, I'm going to just put that out there right now. But, Sean also, also— is pretty credible. I guess, but— I believe it when I see it, but I just got to say, just because you were talking about just this whole Bloodline storyline, I just have to give that entire family its flowers because, yes. I get, because it's been such beautiful beautiful work over the past three years, ever since Roman Reigns came back at Payback and won the title of SummerSlam during the pandemic era, during that Thunderdome era, mm-hmm. which, looking back on it, I miss it, but I appreciated it. Yeah, I'll say that. And just, and like you said, just looking at all the layers that that have been added, how it was going so good for like such, for about a good year. Then they bring, then Solo comes on board now. And now they, now they're more dominant. Now Sammy's on board now. Now they're more dominant. Then Sammy goes rogue, finds out what Roman Reigns really doing. Now Jimmy's going rogue. Like, it's just been so fun to watch. it, And this is honestly one of the best storylines we've seen in the WWE. For quite some time, honestly, for quite it's some time, it's the best in the modern era, like post Attitude
0: era. This has gotta be the best. Like it, it was Daniel Bryan and his whole thing with the authority, but this has surpassed that. This yeah. has been going on for three oh, my, oh. years. Oh no! Oh, it, it, that it, was, it was, was a great past, story that too. Past that, years that, ago. that that lasted about a good, you know, since what SummerSlam of 2013 yeah. WrestleMania 30. Yeah. about a good eight months. That was a good story. But this this is a three year story. Not even like the Mm -hmm. Mega Powers, bro. The Mega Power story with Hogan and and Savage. That was a year long story for about a year plus. This is going on three years now. All right. Roman's first challenger was Jay. And he beat him into submission, not once, but twice. And then it's it's been, you know, just going on from there.
1: Of course, of course they, they haven't. In the,
0: the family hasn't been fighting amongst each other for three years, but the whole just bloodline faction and this whole title reign, this whole the, the title reign itself is the story. The thousand oh. days, it is the story, and the biggest part of that, outside of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, has been the Usos, and now you got Solo involved. I would love to see Rikishi get involved somehow at some point. I don't know how.
1: <laughs> Maybe he tries to play.
0: <laughs> you laugh. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Maybe he like tries to play Peacemaker and you know just Roman just snaps beats the hell out of him. Maybe that's how Solo turns on Roman. You know, I don't know. But you try
1: I, I feel, you're trying to bring the elders of the N.Y. family into it. You try to
0: bring look, it why not? Yeah. Woohoo. I thought like if the Wild Samoans, they're, they're kind of too old now, you know. Yeah, they right, they, they yeah, can't travel. But if they could, if they were in shape to travel, you know, I would love to see them get involved, too, you know? Like, if Rosie was still with us, I would love to see him get involved somehow. Umaga, if he was still with us, I would R. I. love to see R. I. him get involved.
1: R.I.P. Rosie. R.I.P. Umaga. Ooh.
0: Absolutely. Yokozuna, he's been gone for a while. Like if, Of course, The Rock, but, you know, this guy is just tied up in Hollywood, you know, Black Adam, you know, that flop. <laughs> so he's trying to get back to the whole Fast and Furious thing, because he ain't, you know, Dwayne, he's like, I ain't trying to get back in the WWE at the Black Adam flop. That's a bad look. So I'm trying to stay in Hollywood. And, you know, but whatever. That's a whole other situation.
1: I, I I do agree that it would be fun to add more of their families. Yeah, the family, like,
0: but and I know there, there's other members it. of the NWA family out there too in the wrestling business. So it's we'll
1: see. So, so I've I've seen this debate a couple of times on Twitter. I just want to ask yeah. you personally, do you think the debate is over? Do you think the NY family is the greatest wrestling family? Oh, it, it's not what even
0: and I, it, it doesn't sound fair to say it's not close because we, we do have the Hart family and we do have the Rhodes yep. family out there, but it's not close. Cause if you look at the Hart family, it's like you think of Brett and Owen and you think of Stewie and Dungeon and you think of you know Natalia and... You know, Tyson and Davy Boy, but the Anawai family, they've been they've been going strong for like forty some years now plus fifty years. Like The Rock, he already submitted his legacy and now Roman's doing the same. Rikishi, Umaga, Yokozuna, the Uso's possibly the greatest tag team in WWE history. Solo Sokoa now and his thing, you know, Rosie and Umaga were kind of supporting characters, but they, you know, they still have their own legacies, like, and then if you want to count Tamina and Naomi, if you want to count yep. them, like,
1: they're, they're part of the family, they're the family,
0: they're and, part And Nia, and, and, and now um The Rock's daughter, she's doing her thing in NXT now, like, so, the, the, like, they, they're, it's like, it's past, yes. present, and future. The Hart family, like, the Hart family is kind of, like, Once Natalia retires, it's kinda like, all right, well that's it, unless some of their kids, grandkids maybe get involved. Yeah. But that's true. The Anawai family is still going strong right now and they still have a future ahead. So it's like it's kind of far and away.
1: Ain't I got quick question, ain't Ava Rayner the first fourth generation superstar in the WWE?
0: The first what generation?
1: Fourth generation. Because the Rock was the third generation superstar.
0: Yes. High Chief, and then Soul Man Rocky, and then him, now his daughter, I think. Because I know Randy, Randy's a third. Yep. Uh, Cody's actually.
1: Cody's a, I think Cody's, Cody's only is, a second. Cody's a second? Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: okay. You know, his Who grandfather might... was only a plumber, so.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, son, of son, son of a son, the son of a son.
0: Um. Yeah. And then you have Curtis Axel. I think he was a third generation. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. And then Bray Wyatt and, and um, Bo Dallas. I know their right. their dad was in it and their their grandfather, so they're third. But I think she's the f- first fourth. Yeah. So I mean, good oh, on yeah, her. Go and it. she's yeah. a woman. Yeah,
1: they, yeah they. They go to never. Yeah, you said fourth that's generation. That's like, yeah, Four yeah, what like, I'm saying. yeah, like I'm naming all
0: the families. It's, it's like. They got it, bro. Yeah. Samoa's got it, bro. Yeah, that, Samoan that, dynasty, Hawaii dynasty, they got it.
1: And I know, but, um, I know, we're getting ready to change the subjects, but just before yeah. we do, I, I, I just, I just, I just want to throw a flower out there for Solo because I appreciate yes. the fact that when he first started, the Samoa Spike, he did it on in tribute of his uncle Umaga. I think that was the. It was. I know it was on the day he passed that he brought it back out, like the anniversary yeah. of his passing. he brought it back out. It's I appreciate thing, the now. fact that. I know I appreciate it. And just and look at him, he looks like a version of Umaga. Like I also does have he doesn't say like the same thing Umaga says. He's not as wild as he was. But he's yeah, just you know, that, unpredictable. That's kind he's of, just that was, as vicious.
0: That was a tad bit stereotypical how they had that man coming out there. Just a tad bit, you know, yeah. Like, you know, kinda of like the I, dumb I small one, you know, monster. That wasn't cool, but Umaga, like, I was legitimately scared of that man as a 10-year-old, 07, watching Monday Night Raw, like, bro, like, they had me. So Solo, kind of seeing that, you know, character kind of be reincarnated through Solo and doing it even better now. Like, imagine if he, like, turns face and he kind of, like, paints half his face like Umaga. Doesn't do the whole face, because that'll be a little... uh, But if he does, like, half the face like the Usos... Like, just think of all the layers, mm-hmm. bro. Think of it, bro. That would be yeah. crazy. Like the blackface paint, that would look tough. Yeah. He would be, he would be yeah. so over if he did that. But even on his own, he's still over. But um, that, that's the Nollywood family, bro. They dominate in the sport right now. They have been for generations. But um, let's move on because we, we went about a half hour on that, rightfully so. But um, let's move on. To, uh, they
1: deserve. They deserve all, the. They do. Deserves all the top. They absolutely do. Forever we the ones. Forever, even when it ends. Forever we the ones.
0: And this thing might go a whole another year too, so we'll see, man. There's so there's so I'm much they can do with this with them. this title ring. But let's move on. Let's let's move and let's jump companies real quick. Let's go down south to Jacksonville and let's talk some some AEW and you know the big news. Of course they had their you know pay per view on Sunday, double or nothing, but that's already been overshadowed and we can talk a little bit about the pay-per-view itself it 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 didn't really do it for me until the last two matches you know how I felt we, we talked about it in the group chat it didn't really do much for me but it already got overshadowed because on dynamite this past wednesday AEW president Tony Khan announces that uh, when is it june
1: is, is it june this 17th month?
0: june, june yes. 17th june 17th AEW will be premiering their new show, their B show, their SmackDown per se. AW collision on TBS and the feature star, the feature, you know, talent for that show making his return. <laughs> CM <laughs> Punk, he's back. Get ready to learn the words and cult the personality because it's gonna be back on your television screen very soon. Now, when Tony made that announcement, it was pre-recorded. The audience, it was was a mixed reaction. And rightfully so, CM Punk is going to forever have his fans. Once he made that, once he cut that promo in Vegas, he had, like, for life, he had his fan base. And there's a lot of people who jumped off that bandwagon. There's a lot of people who stayed on that bandwagon through the whole... You know, the rest of that WWE run, that long hiatus where he was basically retired, he came back. It was like one of the greatest returns in wrestling history. That pop in Chicago was just amazing two years ago. And then it just all went to hell. It just like, what happened? Like, I don't, like, they ruined such a good thing. And now they're going to try to recapture that glory. Yes, we all know about the brawl out situation with CM Punk with. A mouthful of muffins just went off on all of AEW's, you know, EVPs just tearing down the company that he's supposed to come in and, and build up. He's tearing it down. He just won the world championship. He's got like a broken foot, just won the world title. And he's with muffins in his mouth, tearing down the company, of course. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, they didn't take kindly to that. There was a whole brawl backstage after, you know, All Out last year. And then CM Punk was not officially fired, but he kind of took a hiatus from the company. And now he's back. It's been about a year. I don't know how this is going to go in the locker room. It's probably going to be divided like the fan base is. (laughs) What say you? Are you excited to see CM Punk back on television, first of all?
1: Oh, uh, oh yes, because I'm a fan of CM Punk. I I've been a fan of now. I don't know I, now. I did not. Fo- I have not followed CM Punk his whole career. Um, obviously I didn't get. I really. I'm really still not involved in the Ring of Honor as much as 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 for real. For real. Like I know he was in Ring of Honor. I know he was the champion there yeah, for I a got, long time. I got to do my but I, time, Yeah, but I but I found CM Punk since he was in ECW the first time. I think about the first time was throwing. I was when. CM Punk, um, quote unquote, joined the new breed with Elijah Burke, Marcus Corbin, probably named it fans, I don't even remember, against the ECW originals, the real ones remember remember that storyline, so shout out Elijah Burke, you're my boy, shout out Elijah Burke, oh yeah, I hope he's doing good these days, last time I heard, last time I heard he was on he was a part of the announce team for Impact. I don't know if he's still doing that, but I know he was on that for a while. I know he was
0: wrestling in Impact. But, I didn't know
1: he was on the announce team. Yeah, he was. So, um, I'm, I'm a fan of CM Punk. So, obviously, as a wrestling fan, I'm very excited to see him back. But just kind of, when you grow older, you kind of look at the wrestling world with a different, with a different perspective because you know more now. Like, during the time that we were growing up, like social media, I mean, social media was evolving, but it wasn't really a big thing at first, So, just now, just hearing about the stuff that goes on behind outside the wrestling ring is kind of, I guess, the, what I'm looking for is just interesting to see. Um, the reaction, because I, I I was watching AW live, so the reaction was a bit surprising. Now I I know that C, now I know that CM Punk isn't a fan favorite, and definitely he rushed some people the wrong way. During that interview, at uh, during the interview or the press conference last year, but can I first just before I get to you? Can we just say how crazy of a year 2022 was in the oh my world God. of wrestling? Can we just can Take we just talk the about how story. insane? Can we talk Take about how insane pick. that was? But like MJF walked, it, basically walked to cut the one of the greatest promos I've ever heard and walked at AEW. That was like even like top five of the craziest shit? things. Right. Then a month later, I'm not, she's not Sasha Banks anymore. Mercedes, Mercedes. Monet. Mercedes Monet in Trinity walked down on WWE. Bro, it was... That was nothing trumps Vince though.
0: As, as crazy as that year was, no, even brawl out, no. nothing trumps Vince stepping
1: down. Like That was no, unprecedented, man. Bro. The year 2022... Of course he's back, like, yeah. We, we, we'll talk about that <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that another day. But that, yeah. just that year as a whole, that, literally, that is something that will get talked about for generations to come. Just how crazy of a year that that was. And like you said, the incident at, the incident at All Out with CM Punk, that was crazy. Well, yeah, we can't now, forget
0: an AEW EVP coming back to WWE at WrestleMania. Can't forget that. Let's, <laughs> let's not forget that. And then him tearing his freaking peck and wrestling inside of himself.
1: What a... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Just what a crazy year. So, anyway, um, I again, as a rest for a wrestler fan, I'm very excited to see CM Punk back because I've always been a fan of his for since the CCW days. Now, you're right, it's going to be this is going to be a very interesting couple of months for AEW. Actually, I would say a couple of months, it's going to be very interesting rest of the year. For AEW, because obviously one of the biggest storylines that's going to continue to progress the closer we get to the new year is MJF's contract situation. How's that going to work? And and I know that's a little bit just a quick glimpse of it, but like you said, it really wasn't that good of a show. Like literally, the MJF as of right now is literally kind of carrying that company. Now I'm not saying that people in that company are doing a good job when it comes to the wrestling perspective, but but. I mean, professional wrestling, even though it's about wrestling, it's also more than that. Like, it's also about personas, characters. We like to see that as well. And honestly, everybody kind of feels bland outside of MJF. He's the only one that kind of separates himself. Now, obviously, you've got your workhorses like Sammy Guevara's, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy's, Adam mm-hmm. Cole's, Chris Jericho's, list goes on. And they do a decent, and they do a good job. Chris I mean, Okay. Listen, Chris Jericho signed a five. Chris Jericho signed a five-year extension. He ain't going nowhere for a minute. He gonna wrestle until that. Wrestle I know, but
0: I mean, ew, that was rough, man. <laughs> but, but, we we
1: but we all know that the bread and butter of AEW right now is MJF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just adding this and adding CM Punk to the mix now, already knowing what happened during that press conference, his relationship with the Young Bucks with Life's night, the young bunch, just with the elite as a whole, with Chris Jericho. Because remember, Chris Jericho called him a cancer in the locker room. It's gonna yeah. be interesting just to see how all this plays out. Now, I feel like the reason they started Collision was so that CM Punk can kind of ease the way back into the company without having to go on dynamite or rampage, having to see Chris Jericho every day. Because I don't think Chris Jericho is really going to be a part of Collision as much. Them, because I feel, because he already doesn't know being. I guess, Ring Announcer on Rampage when he does and then wrestling him damn near every week for eight during um, dynamite. So I think this is what he having to, I guess, face the people that he kind of pissed off. It's gonna be very interesting, but the first storyline I feel like has to be CM Punk against Hangman on a page. Because remember that's how most of this started. That's how mo- I mean now I know hangman I know hangman is going is in a Few with the Blackpool Combat Club right now. But you can find a way to stretch that story out. Cause mind you at the same time, Kenya is now gonna start a feud with Don Callis. The Young Bucks prop the Young Bucks, you got the Young Bucks doing something while they are trying to fight the um Blackpool Combat Club by themselves or you can have them doing something else. Cause because they're trying to add layers to the story. I feel like CM Punk versus Hangman is a good layer to add because of the fallout that they had from the World Heavyweight title match to what CM Punk said. Before he called out John Moxley, which was also insane, and then of course the press conference when again he talked about Hangman Adam Page. I feel like that should be that would be a great problem. He said he me. couldn't even run a
0: target, let alone a, a wrestling company. I think he was talking about all the EVPs, but yeah, he was. He said it's, they it's, couldn't so, run a effing target.
1: Bro, so it, it's going to be interesting. Like I. Part of me is kind of exciting. I know based off of what I said last week, I, I said I'm, I'm not going to like to the AEW as much, but I'm. I'm. They have my interest. They pique my interest with this just because I want to see where this goes. Now, obviously, if they do it like they did with CM Punk's first run, how it kind of after his big return, because again, I mean, I'm not mad at the fuse he had. Like, first of all, him and MJ, CM Punk and MJF was a fantastic rivalry. Beautiful. The. That that was great. So I'm not going to talk about that. But I'm talking about like his feud with Kenny Omega, Hangman hey Page. Um, who else did he feud with? Uh, John Moxley was iffy. I I mean this is kind of like a new slate. I want them to look at it as like a clean slate for CM Punk. Bring him in the right way. And yes, it might take time for him to get over again. Because again, that press conference pushed 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 a lot of people the wrong way, and it made him feel some type of way. So. Find ways just to get him over. Even if he comes back as a heel. I'm not mad at that. Get him over as a heel. That's still cool. He knows how to be a heel. I was, I, I did see something on Twitter that said that, we will, that it'd be nice to see CM Punk come back as a heel, but also bring back his old theme song, this Firebirds. And part of me says yes, but then again. I think the they're pretty, right? They
0: yeah.
1: do? I think so. Oh, wow. So maybe they'll was, probably bring back
0: just, like his, his ROH theme song, maybe.
1: They could, but I was going to say, though,
0: I love this fire theme song. Col- I love that. I love it. Yeah, I, look, this, I love Cultural. Cult and legendary. it's probably my favorite song of all time by Living Color. And it's a black band, mm-hmm. so it's like, I just love it yes. 10 times over for that. But this Fire Burns yes. is so underrated. That was such a great theme song for him. Even and I keep, like, every time every time I hear it, I just think of Money in the Bank
1: 2011. His fire burns. <laughs>
0: always that's man that's all him yeah, walking that's out that's with the WWE crazy. championship yep. chicago going yep. crazy like my love for sam punk goes all the way back to oh wait when he cashed in money bank on edge money mm, ain't wrong yeah like when he like of course that world title reign went nowhere but just that moment just seeing him cash in money in the bank on edge because you know we thought edge was a great hill so we all hated him just seeing yep. him you know win that championship on Raw, out of nowhere, thanks to Batista. You know, that that mm. was a great moment. Yes, it was. Of course, reign didn't go anywhere, but it was a great moment, and they doubled down, and they had him repeat money in the bank next year. And then, of course, he did it as a heel, and he cashed in on Jeff Hardy, and then we all hated that. But, you know, it was clear from day one. And you can even go back further than that to Survivor Series in, um, I believe, 06. Yeah, with, with him, the Hardys, D-X. and DX. I think that was in Philadelphia, too. You had DX and the Hardys on his team. And who was the most over person in the building that match? CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! The Hardys and DX. And CM Punk yes. was the most over guy in that match. So yes, he was. You can go far back to your love of CM Punk, with my love to CM Punk. And, of course, you know, the pipe bomb promo on 2011 on John Cena. I still, like, just go back from time to time just to watch that. It's just... Come so on, do I. like you have to. It's just, it's. The, I don't want to say greatest promo of all time, but it's top three, easily top Ooh. three.
1: Listen, all, for only for this right now, it's the best promo I've ever heard personally. MJ's promo last year is a close second, but come on now. I, yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen do, do that, that. That's the first time I've ever seen anybody do something like that, and the stuff he was saying. Just, it was
0: unprecedented. Breaking k so especially ma- in the PG s-
1: era. Yes. I'm so I'm so mad they ruined the Summer of Punk. Because that was so, it was they so could, great. That could have been.
0: They- See? That, that's Vince McMahon not letting stuff breathe. Imagine if he was still in full creative control right now. Like, this Bloodline storyline would have been ruined by now. Yes, know, really he doesn't was. let it breathe. He just wants the big, you know, just rating spike for that week. And then just like, all right, what's next? Like, they, they if they had let oh, yeah. CM Punk really walk away with the title and go defend it in Japan, go defend it in Ring of Honor, maybe not Impact, but, like, just go defend it and just be away. Okay. Like, you have the World Heavyweight Championship. Utilize the World Heavyweight Championship. Get that belt over. Make it not seem like a mm-hmm. secondary title. And then whoever's a champion there, you know, let them kind of, you know, be your your guy on Raw and SmackDown. Let CM Punk, like, let that breathe. Like, you yeah. know? Ah.
1: Wasted opportunity. Were, we're not, not going to talk about that. But I know. And then when he does come that. back, they have freaking Kevin Nash. <laughs> of
0: people. thoughts on the championship. Like, just whatever, not,
1: Bro, bro, bro. But, bro, again, I don't another story. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want to think about that. I, 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 I want to hear bro. your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts on the return. Because, again, you sound like me. You sound like a big fan, punk man, <laughs> for a decade plus. So, how you feel about him coming back? How you feel about the man coming back?
0: like, I do miss hearing cult of personality every week. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this because it's like, yes, there's, there's a lot you can do now with him being back. First of all, there's a – because he's got basically beef with just about the whole locker room, especially with the Elite and Hanging Man Page. There's going to be beef with Kenny. There's going to be beef with the Young Bucks. So, it's like there's a lot you can do. And the promos are going to be elite, okay? The promos are going to be elite we know that no pun intended by the way promos are going to be phenomenal the back and forth like cuz you know like you got that real life heat so you can kind of like you know mix it in with your kayfabe my only thing is is him in the ring is is he going to hold up are the is his feet going to hold up cuz you know he broke his foot that's my only concern It's him in the actual ring And, of course, even when he's healthy, it's like he hasn't, like the matches just aren't hitting for me. So it's like I'm excited for the promos. I'm excited for the storytelling. But once we get to the pay-per-views, once we get to the actual end rematches, you got to blow it off. All this heat, all this beef, you got to blow it off in the ring. It's wrestling. All right? Everything, it starts and ends in the ring. So it's like that's my concern. I hope he's been training. I hope he's been taking care of himself. He's getting up there in age. And even when he was in his prime, you no know, offense, he wasn't, you know, the best guy in between the ropes. He had his matches, he like I can off the top of my head see him. like John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011, Undertaker WrestleMania, you know, just off the know. top of the head. He has great matches. I don't so very much. But that was, that was that was, you know, decade ago and he's been away for a long time before he got back to AEW he's been away for what, 7 years you know he had his little stint in the UFC didn't go so well like so i just need him just take care of his body don't don't stage dive into the crowd anymore just, just <laughs> and, and leave the lariats alone like this, this springboard lari- like whatever like it's like he's like what, what's it called
1: I know what like, you're talking about. You know what I I'm like? Think of it though. Yeah, like, just, like, the moveset. He don't like, do a sp- so you think he should stop trying to jump It's not. The it's, not a, it's not a
0: springboard, layer It's, a, um,
1: it's like bringing, he like, he
0: jumps into the ring, he flips into the ring, and it's the clothesline. It doesn't look, it doesn't look too clean. I'm sorry. Like, that's my only concern, is the ending stuff. But the storylines are there. Tony Khan, it shouldn't be too hard for him to book this. It's right now. It better not match. be. It better not be. And another another concern of mine is that he's going to get catapulted right back into the title picture as well. He doesn't need the championship. Mm-mm. He does not need the championship. He's not going to win it. But he doesn't need to be in a title match either with MJF. Because I, I know they're tempted to do it. Wembley Stadium, all in. I know they're tempted. I know they're
1: tempted. Not yet. Let it cook. Let it cook first. Let
0: it cook. If you want to give him a title match down the line, do it like at the end of the year. Don't rush him. Don't rush him into That's a like, championship yeah. match. I don't want to see it because you know That's he's not going to win. Though.
1: I know he's not going, but that. Now just thinking about it and thinking about the last storyline between CM Punk and GF, How do you? Well, the how Doc do you call match? It. Yeah, the dog collar match. Like, how do you? Like, like the build up to the match, the match itself. Like, how are you gonna top that? If you, if you think about the plan? because the promos were spectacular. Every last oh one goodness. of them. They all were personal. MGF too. Like, got so, so personal. There was so much personal, so personal. But like,
0: like the, how, the how picture they had together, at the autograph signing. Like, you can't top that. Like, like you can add the new wrinkle of you know CM Punk losing the locker room. And- you know, MJF, now he's a guy. He's a champion. Like, I'm the guy now. Like, we don't need you anymore. But other guys are going to cut those promos already. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like he's just he's not going to be able to help him. He can't. Tony can't help himself. He's going to throw CM Punk into a world title match sooner or later. I just don't know how you top it. Yeah, that's,
1: that's that's the question Tony got to answer. But Tony, you are Tony Khan. I hope you hear this episode. You are sitting on money. Yeah. Please don't mess it up. Please don't. Because if you do, and I want you to listen to me. If you do, MJF ain't coming back. He gonna go bye bye. You don't want that. You,
0: you uh, saw the you saw the uh the media scrum after double or nothing. That's
1: how not he's... good. Yeah. Tony's face was priceless. He, he, no- he he's like, he's bro, can you as, chill, <laughs> like, <laughs> bro? He, is, bro, as the clock winds down to new year, he is going to get more and more nervous. He is going to. I think Tony I, has I'm like
0: sure. PTSD in these media scrums because it's like <laughs> it doesn't matter who he's sitting next to; they're just saying the wrong things. Like it's just that man is never at peace at, in a media scrum. I
1: oh my mean, goodness! I, 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 th- I think it's because Tony, to a certain extent, gives him too much freedom now. He does. Just me personally, I don't think it's a bad thing, but you gotta you gotta know when to when to set boundaries. And it seems like AEW, especially when it comes to those media scrums after the pay per views, they're really Goodness. on a lot of boundaries. They can literally go up there and say whatever they want to say. But you know
0: WWE is like it's uniformed. Like it's just like I don't want to say hey. scripted, but it, it feels like their the media scrums or the you know press conferences are pretty scripted. At least from, you know, the, the talent side of things. The the questions are, you know well, I can't say scripted because the journalists are asking legitimate questions and but they're giving political answers, as you would expect. You know, and of course it's P. J. they ain't on it, but AEW they just fly off the sh like they're it's like they're trying to be like UFCs, like you gotta like bring some type of professionalism into this. Like these are real Again, I don't want to say real journalist because, you know, it's it's a lot of wrestling bloggers. No offense. You know, I'm not going to sit here and claim to be a wrestling journalist. I'm studying journalism in school, but, you know, I don't have my degree, so I'm not going to call myself a journalist. So it's like, I don't know. You got to have some some sort of professionalism. But MJF is such, he's just like a walking soundbite. So it's just, it's fun to hear him go off. Yes, it's it like, is. man, you gotta you gotta rein it in a little bit, man. <laughs> like jeez. <laughs> also yeah, also shout out to just collision as a show in general, because this roster needs to be broken up. Yes. There's way yes. too many about like well over a hundred talent men and women combined on this uh on this AEW roster. So just to like maybe break this in half. Also, all the championships they have, like yeah. you know, WWE, they have a lot of titles, but they have two shows on on cable every week. Raw, SmackDown. You can break your championships and your roster in half. There's only one world title, so maybe you know you take the T N T belt, even though they're not on T N T anymore. But you take that T N T belt and you make that like the premier belt on Collision, or you take the T B S title and make that the premier. Title. Oh my god. That just reminded me. Oh my girl, uh my girl Jade. Oh no. Jade and Bianca in the same weekend, bro. Oh
1: in the same
0: weekend. How could we forget? Oh my god.
1: Baby. She lost the championship. I want I just I wanna I I just want I just wanna state this for the record. I just wanna state this. I'm not so I'm not so much mad that they lost the titles. It's the I'm way mad. we did it. I'm, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not mad. I'm pissed off at how it happened because we talked about this. Well,
0: for Bianca, that was kind of creative how they did that with Oscar.
1: I mean, yes, I just
0: but, think, I just don't think Saudi Arabia Night of Champions was the place to do it. But I, I think the finish itself was creative. Wrong place. Okay. But with Jade, because uh-uh, I hated that. I hated that. It was Hogan at WrestleMania 9. Of course, it was Somewhere. in Las Vegas, too. Funny enough, uh, Las Vegas. But, uh-uh, that was terrible. I hated that. That, that was that was something. I, I couldn't believe that. Just, like Chris Statlander's supposed to be a baby face, and she comes in and, and beats the heel after she was already in the match. Like,
1: I don't know. Definitely. If they wanted to have Statlander take the title off of Jade, which I would not have been mad at, they exactly and she's the right person to do it's it it's just the way they did it exactly now now it's like now at this point i feel like that i'm um, to stand. Stanley. Jade has to get pushed up to the main events stand. she needs to start competing against like like the outcast Britt baker start competing for the AEW women's title but has to again just like with wwe they don't really like doing hill versus hill title matches and jade is a and Jay's a bona fide heel. She she is. She's a great heel. I don't know. I mean, yes, yeah, she's very popular, but I don't know if they I don't know if it's time to make her turn her face, because I don't know if it's time for that yet. Which sucks because now it's like, what do you have planned for her? What is she supposed to do? Because obviously you know she's a tremendous talent. Is she gonna take time off to work on her other business? Cause I know she, she's owner of a I believe she's owner of a softball league now. I believe it was a softball league. Premier Brandon Phillips is her husband. Like it
0: it kind of makes
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so now what's – I'm just curious on what's the plan for her now at the title Where does it go from? Because obviously – I do have a, a, a bit of a theory about gets, the Women's World Championship,
0: though. I, a, I think Jamie Hater takes it right back at Wembley.
1: So why take it off of her then?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's a baby face and he's just building sympathy for like a big title yes. win in the stadium. And I, because f- it's like this Jade, is the- if she, if Jada's still to win the world title, it's got to be on a baby face because she's just a natural heel. She gets chairs from time to time, but she's a natural heel. Heel. was like you can't have her beat Tony Storm. You now, like that, that match wouldn't work. But if she took it from a Jamie hater, that would make sense. And Jamie, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the booking decisions I- from Sunday night. Both I, women's titles changed uh, in just weird yes. fashion. Like, both uh, – and, and the the women's world title match wasn't that good. I don't know. Jamie Hayter's hurt. She's, like, taking, like, a month or two off. Maybe, like, that's, like, mm-hmm. a way to write her off. Maybe give Tony a little bit of a rub, you know, in the meantime. And then she gets the big triumphant babyface win at Wembley.
1: I don't know, but just speaking about this tournament, this is just a great segue and just talking about just overall the weekend as a whole. Because obviously, yes. I know you talked yeah. about at the beginning of the show, we had three pay per views this weekend. And yes, I'm calling WWE events pay per views. I'm not calling them premium live events. Yeah, we don't do that here. We don't we had, do that here. Yeah, yeah. We had three pay per views this weekend. And each one of them, in their own right, were mid, just completely mid. For one reason or another. And like every show also, before you fun. before like, you continue,
0: not to cut you off, but AEW, don't go back to Vegas for double or nothing. I understand the whole concept, double or nothing. It was like gambling, Vegas. Don't go back there. That crowd doesn't deserve <laughs> that. That crowd was. The card wasn't good. Mid. But the crowd didn't help. They just like they were even for the matches that were good at the end of the show. It was like they were kind of dead, man. Like. Yeah, they uh-uh. they, they they weren't they weren't into it at all. Vegas is like, nothing, oh man, great I, city. I haven't I haven't, I I haven't been. I'm sure it's a, it'll be a great city to visit this fall. I plan to go there, you know, later this year, you know. But and eh, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you got to take that somewhere else. I know yeah, they're in fun. Chicago a ton. to so Maybe like branch out somewhere else.
1: I don't know. They got it. They, they, I, Aw definitely has to work on expanding more to other places outside of just the generic big cities because they they are prone to doing that. And I mean, obviously the, you got to pass. I'll say the first year, first year and a half because you were right. dealing with COVID, so you had to stay in Florida for most of the time. And then when you finally, and then when the restrictions finally got lifted a little bit, you started to travel some. But like, you got to travel more. You got to go to those other lesser known places that want to see you, got, like a Hershey, PA. Like they want to see wrestling. Like go to right, go there for right there. a
0: dynamite or for a collision.
1: Right, go go to. The they come I here. They come for, here for
0: dynamite cool. every year. Sometimes exactly. twice a year. But mm-hmm. we haven't gotten a pay per view yet. Where's that AEW pay per
1: view at? You know, bring bring double or nothing here. You can we, keep the name because who, who really cares? Like, I'm. You're right. I'm just saying. WrestleMania's coming to Philly next year, and Impact Wrestling had two of their biggest shows in Philadelphia before. AEW. What's the whole?
0: We up? get a we get a WWE pay per view every year. It could be a Royal Rumble. It could be Elimination Chamber. It could be Extreme Rules. It could be Battleground. I went to Battleground. I saw that Punjabi prison match. It was Ooh, horrible. I know. I paid to, money to you, see that. You went to that? Look, I just wanted to go to a paper. I've never been to a paper I, before. So it's
1: like. You know, I, I understand. I understand. I understand. But damn. Yeah, I am not want to go to. I'm, I'm going to admit, I
0: did pop for Kali. I popped. Look, he got a good pop, and I was just excited to see something that I wasn't expecting, bro, even if it was the great freaking Kali, I popped for it. I'll admit it. I paid money. I was leaving with something, all right? Hey
1: man, I was I, leaving I, with something. <laughs> that makes sense. I I, but, I guess that, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but AEW, like, you got to branch out for your pay-per-views. Like, I understand oh, no. you have history with Vegas. Like, I think the first all-in show was in Vegas. I get it but man, the crowd the crowd wasn't doing it for me. They kind of lost that privilege. But yeah, continue, continue. I'm
1: sorry. Continue. Yeah, so again, talking about how each card was mid, just mm-hmm. purely mid. And that sucks, especially because when you look out through a wrestling calendar, it's very rare where you'll I mean, it's very rare where you'll find three pay-per-views in one weekend. Now, obviously... And it, now, obviously, there are times when like AEW and WWE will compete in the same weekend. But having them, but having events on the same day, because WWE moved yes. basically moved their pay per views to Saturday, and just because they had battleground, they planned that for Sunday. It competed with Double or Nothing. So I was excited, you know, to watch two events at the same time, and I was just just, dis- I was just disappointed with the overall outcome of all the events. I was disappointed at all the matches, but the overall outcome was bad. But at least there are a few bright spots. I'll give mm. you mine. I saw NXT Battleground. It was the right move to make Tiffany Stratton the NXT women's champion. It was the right move. And I'm glad and I'm glad she's a champion. I think we had also had a decent match with Carmel Hayes and Braun Breaker. But in my honest opinion, the match of the night, diejack, come and Iliad Dragon. It's all. not even close. That, Ooh. that that gave me vibes. That gave me Gunther versus Seamus Clash of the Castle vibes. And I... Like, because they were out... They literally were out there trying to hurt each other. Now, it's i It's not a it match. Was it was a, a fight. fight. It was a fight. It was a fight. And and all it you was folks, a bit
0: emotional, too. Like, it was... They were wearing those bumps in
1: their face, man. Yes. Especially Elliot. Or, Elliot was damn yeah. near crying, man. See... <laughs> see See, I want to give now. I don't know a lot about Eddie Dragon up. I know that he was an NXT UK when that was a thing. But he deserves his flowers because that man can put on some spectacular matches. Mind you, he had uh, prop. No, now you're arguing the greatest match in NXT UK history against for- Gunther, formerly known as Walter, for the NXT for the I NXT think, U- UK cha- the NXT UK Championship. That yeah. was. A five star match if I've ever seen one, and then their second bout when they came to the United States was also good. It wasn't as good as the first meeting, but it was still very good. But Dragunov, he, drag Dragunov's a warrior, and I and I would like him to see. I would like him to get put pulled to the main roster soon to get like a mid card title run. I don't know if he honestly really like has-
0: he can yeah he can bypass the NXT Championship and just come straight yes. up. He's ready. Yes, he's, he's more that. than ready. Like NXT and, UK was his NXT, so like. Yes.
1: And the best Brilliant. part, you know, you know, the first throw line you could put him in, against Gonta. Against Gonta. He don't have to win the uh, Intercontinental Title. But it'll be he a could. spectacular match. Against, oh, he, he could. Because
0: once once he breaks the record, once he breaks the record, oh, in the fall, trying, like around Survivor Series, December.
1: You're trying to have a deja vu moment, like you did Exactly. You see the a vision. He ended the 800 the
0: 800 day NXT UK title lane why not why not just cuz you know Gunther's going to get the world title so like as a thank you he's going to get the world title but you know as he before he goes on to you know why not establish somebody yes you got to eat that L but you're going to win the rumble and win the world championship but before like before you do that give somebody the rub and if it's not Sheamus cuz Sheamus would be a great option too if it's not Sheamus this gotta be Iliad. I'm
1: not I love I'm that. I'm not mad at I'm not mad and at the, that.
0: Either match would be just four and a half stars at the minimum.
1: Yes, I'm not mad at that. So that was battle round. Let's go we're gonna go to double or nothing because I gotta get that out the way first. Do we
0: have to? I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to because those last two any, matches were great.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say any match before the the pillars four way match. Anarchy in the Arena was a complete mid, complete mid. But that that pillars match though, I I spe- I specifically like the part where they all shouted out their mentors. I thought that was a great addition yes. to that match. I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing all I enjoyed seeing the crossroads from NJF, the Scorpion Death Drop from Darby mm-hmm. Allen, Jungle Boy with the Kill Switch, and Sammy Guevara. What is Samuel? Oh, they, with the Cold I enjoyed that. That was such a homage to. Just everybody that helped them along their way to get into that, yeah, that main was a event thank level you. that they got to. That that was a great touch, and I enjoyed seeing that.
0: So, also the quadruple submission. Uh, you know, yep yeah. <laughs> No,
1: no, that was that was definitely a great match, and I enjoyed it. And of course, the Inter Arena match. Now it didn't go the way I wanted to, but come on now. You you when you watch for wrestling, you, do you mean like
0: the decision or just the match in general?
1: Um, the match in general, I'm not mad at the decision. I'm not okay. mad at how it ended. Like, like remember we talked about this. I wasn't mad about the heel turn that happened. I wasn't. Mad. I, I knew Don Callis was going to get involved some way somehow. I wasn't mad about that. But I did expect to see. I would say I, I again, I'm gonna say I did expect expect to see a little bit more gory. A
0: little Cause, more.
1: Because, yeah. yeah, I expect because like when you look at the Blackpool Combat Club, outside John Moxley, nobody really got beat up that much. Nobody really bled. Like John Moxley. John Moxy's whole face, whole side of his face was red. Everybody else was just like clean. it was just sweat. But then when you look at the elite, they all took their bumps. All of them took their bumps, especially especially the young bucks. Oh my God. For a mouth, a mouthful of was it matter, Nick? I can't tell him. apart. Neither can I. All I know is they got <laughs> beat up. Dog, and he's the only one who didn't who didn't get busted
0: open. He didn't bleed. But, bro, I would have rather... Bro, give me the razor blade. Give me... uh, uh. Bro, thumbtacks in your foot? Your bare foot? It's barefoot. And then they made him eat him! And they hit him with but,
1: the uppercut.
0: And he spit my all, oh, God.
1: Yo, oh. that was sickening. Sickening. They earned the paychecks. Fan- they did. Young Bucks earned their paychecks.
0: Oh, my God. But,
1: but fantastic match. That was a great yes. match. I enjoyed it. And, and I, I'm not going to say it was the right finish, but I'm not against the finish either. Keep building that storyline up. And,
0: and, and it kind of felt like a glorified squash, too. They all did. got their moves in, but Blackpool Combat Club beat their ass, man.
1: They did. And but, then the that, insult, the
0: injury, the, the, the heel turn. The, yep. Takeshna. Uh, yep.
1: A bunch of things are going to be good. And, and I mean, you can still build the story up. So now, yeah, Kenny Omega is going to feel with Don Callis. But, again, the elite is still going to feel with Blackpool Combat Club. And you've already established the Blackpool Combat Club as probably the most dominant faction in AEW right now, which is yeah. also a great thing. So you're already on the right foot to keep the story going. And eventually, let right the Elite win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Matt or Nick, whoever.
1: Oh, and before I go to, the, before I go to um, not the champions, that, yeah. that explosive super kick, that explosive super kick.
0: I liked it. A lot of people, some people didn't like it. I liked it. I do. It was a nice touch. For anarchy I in know. the arena, like, if it's a regular Matlin, of course not. Even, like, a regular just, you know, no disqualifications match, it's, like, it's kind of hokey. But for anarchy in the arena, like, you kind of have to pull out all the stops because it's anarchy in the arena. So that spot, it got a little, you know, a little, a damn out of me. Yeah. And that's just, like, Moxley. he already had in WWE, had a monitor blow up in his face. If you remember that hey, Bray Wyatt, I do now, remember that. And, and now he got a now he got an Air Jordan blowing up in his face. It's just like, bro, he be taking he be taking some crazy bumps. He he really took some crazy bumps. And of course, he's, he, he's, of course, you, you just tap his forehead, he starts bleeding. Like,
1: and and then just wrestle three nights later. They didn't even want to take a break. Well wrestle three nights later.
0: Of course, workhorse. He he is a workhorse. He that's what that's why he's a three time AEW World Champion. Like. Moxley, he is, Moxley, he is AEW. Like, you talk about Moxley, the Elite. you
1: get your flowers, too. And
0: Cody Rose, they, they started the whole thing, but Moxley, he is AEW.
1: Moxley, you get your flowers, too. You deserve all Absolutely. the praise you get. And then we just jump Wait. to not of champions. As other, other than, than, other matches, than the
0: main good. event, what was the best match in that card?
1: See, now that's, now that's tricky. Because I feel like there's only really two answers you can give. and. I really wasn't a big fan of the Brock and Cody match, so I gotta go with Seth Rollins against AJ Styles. I mean, well, I, I think it's the battle between Seth and AJ and Bianca and Oscar. I think those two matches were were both pretty solid matches. Outcomes, even, even though it was even though they could have done that at WrestleMania for Bianca, the outcomes were not bad. They weren't terrible. Um, there was good matches. That that Brock and Cody match though, honestly, I'm that not, match surprised me.
0: Because not, the, not the, the result, because, of course, Brock was going to win. He's going to get his win back, and then they're going to do the tiebreaker at SummerSlam. They're going to skip Money in the Bank because Cody's going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and Brock is going to cost him, as I mentioned in the last episode. I think that's how they're going to keep that going, and then they're going to blow it off at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But Night of Champions, I was kind of like, Cody, like he hung in that match. I thought it was going to just be a flat, clean squash, and they didn't do that. They kind of saved him a little bit. Mm. They saved him. So it was like, yeah. I, I understand what they did there. They they had him pass out. He didn't tap because you can't have Cody Rose tap. you are going to just ruin all of his credibility. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I like how they did it. Like, there was only so much you can do with that match with the broken arm angle. There's only so much you can do. So it was like, I guess, props to them kind of giving Brock his win back from backlash, but also saving Cody at the same time. It was a little, like, it, it kind of got to, like, super Cena levels a little bit. Because it's like, bro, how are you not tapping? Like, you, you've you been in this Kimura lock. The same move that, that broke Triple H's arm, broke Shawn Michaels' arm. He done broke all these dudes' arms. Four. His arm is already broken. So it was like, bro, how are you, like, just, like, suspend your disbelief for a second. Like, how is he not tapping out?
1: Three like, minutes. How Three is he not
0: tapping whole out? Three minutes? Three whole minutes. Like his arm is supposed to be broken, right? And yeah. you got Brock freaking Lesnar in the Kimura lot. Bro, how are you not tapping? So it was like it kinda got a bit hokey for me. But again, they they did the only thing they really could was have him lose in like the strongest way possible. He passed out. So I mean yep. all right. Okay, let's let's get this over with at SummerSlam. I don't, wow. I don't even know what Cody does after. Like, who does he feud with next? That's a tough question. Not to, like, jump ahead months in advance, but who, who like, Gunther maybe, like, he can not win the IC title because he's got to finish the story. He could feud with, with Seth for the world title, but, again, that's beneath him. Not all due respect to Seth and the World Heavy Championship. He's got to finish the story with Roman. So how do you get from SummerSlam to WrestleMania? Or or to the Royal Rumble at least? Like I don't know. Like he can't you can't just have him go away for the fall again, you know, with an injury. Like you can't do that again. You already did that last year, even though he didn't do it on purpose, he was legitimately hurt. So I don't know. I don't know what they do with Cody, man. But
1: I don't get paid sure, to
0: to figure that out. They do. So Yeah, um We got any uh closing thoughts because I know you... well first of all, what's the score right now? Because I'm on my I'm recording on my phone, so I can't check. What's the score? Oh
1: oh the score? Oh Denver is up ninety to seventy four with seven minutes left in the fourth.
0: Oh yeah, got it, got it. Y'all got it. It's just free night for you. Congrats. Same. Three more wins. I'm not even mad man. at it. It goes against my narratives all season, but I'm not even mad at it because the Sixers should have been there anyway, so <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Congrats in advance. It's not over because it's only one game, but congrats in advance, man,
1: <laughs> to your Nuggets. Anyway. Um, I guess when it comes to closing thoughts, all I can say is I can't wait for SmackDown. SmackDown's yes. so going to – SmackDown's going to be Cam Miss, and we all know why it's going to be Cam Miss. Yes. Spider-Verse
0: comes out on Friday. It's got to wait. I'm watching it on Saturday because I'm tuning in for SmackDown. I sound like such a nerd right now. I don't give a damn.
1: Bro, bro, who okay. cares? Well, listen, I don't give
0: a damn. Like, I'm tuning in Friday. I'm good yep. and I'm locked in, at least for the first half hour of SmackDown. Yep. The rest of the show, I don't know. But the bloodline, because you know that's going to open the show.
1: It's got to. It's, it's got
0: to. WWE, they don't save their good stuff for the main event anymore. They open the show with it because they want those viewers, they want those eyeballs right away. So you know, mm-hmm. as soon as they come on the air, eight o'clock, of course they're gonna do the whole, you know, you know, uh, recap package of the of the pay per view. But yep. it's like three or four minutes in, that first note of Roman's theme hits, I'm locked in. Yep. Oh my goodness, he's gonna be so he's pissed. This. I can't wait. Yeah.
1: It's going to be – I can't. I, I just can't wait to see what happens. I'm excited. I'm really excited for tomorrow. Oh, my
0: goodness, man. Because, again, there's just so much they can do. There's way – there's – it's a good problem to have. Like,
1: yes. there's,
0: there's just so much they can do with this storyline. But we'll see. That's tomorrow night. We are recording this on Thursday night. So, tomorrow, twenty uh, 22 hours from now, 20, 21 and a half hours from now, whatever. We're gonna see how Roman responds to getting kicked not once but twice squared in the jaw by his cousin Jimmy Uso. But that's then for tonight. Again, I'm John O'Wooten with
1: it's your boy Chris Breezy. Two Man Power Trip back at it again. The
0: Two Man Power Trip. Damn right. We got to get uh Greg back on these episodes. Maybe seem yes. in the future too. Uh, yes. get them dudes involved. Um, and hear their whole. Cause they're all in the group chat with us. We have separate. We have a separate group chat just for wrestling, and they be in there, you know, chopping it up with us. So we got to get them here on camera, in person yes. for y'all. But for now, the two man power trip will do. Um, great episode once again. Episode 112. Again, don't forget episode 111. Please check that out if you want to, you know, get finals predictions. Of course, game one is in the books where we talk about Sixers, the Sixers hiring Nick Nurse, and Jalen Brown's future with the Celtics. But that's it for tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, bell. Hit the bell. Be notified for whenever we upload new videos. Y'all be safe out there. Y'all have a good one. Peace.